on the Wake Up Radio presents Seth and Sophia. Giving you a choice. Either put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. Welcome to Zest and Sophia on the Wake Up Radio. We are your hosts. I'm Zest. I'm Sophia. And we have a great show for you tonight. Oh, we're just going to kind of chat tonight. We're just going to, we have a lot to talk about, to catch up on. A uh, huge shout out to the entire On the Wake Up Radio family. Much love and respect to all of you. We appreciate all of you and everything that you do. Um, also, huge shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby for you guys. It's so funny because every week we we praise her and we say how amazing she is. But unless you are behind the scenes, you really don't know how amazing Cindy Ashby really is. So right now you are listening to us on the radio station that she created. We now have an excess of 36 shows. Uh, we have an excess of 1,600 episodes. We are on every major streaming platform, but best of all, we have our own social media page, otwtube.com. It's a great page. It's growing. Call on over, set up an account. I was over there today. Some really good quality information on there. Why? Because everyone who got shut down on YouTube is now coming over to otwtube.com because we don't sense you. We want to hear what you have to say. So what wasn't being able to be told is now being able to be told. So how are you today, Sophia? I'm good. And just to add on to what you're saying about OTWTube, it's why should we c conform to their social engineering and right. keep editing, uh, you know, and, and speaking in code just to get around, you know, the algorithms. It's kind of ridiculous when you can just go somewhere. And do your, yeah, exactly. You know, the really interesting thing about these social engineering platforms is so often we forget or we're not mindful of the fact of what we're using. And these social engineering platforms were designed to meld and mold society, right? To change us, to, you know, to, to, to modify our behavior, to get us to behave in ways that we shouldn't or that we wouldn't, right? And every time that we change who we are and what we do just a little bit, we're, we're, we're conforming, we're being engineered, we're being modified. And it's kind of silly, right? Like we know it's goofy. Like we know it's taking place and we know it's doing it to us, but yet here we are modifying our behavior and doing it. I know you have already shut down your Facebook account. I will be shutting mine down. I made a post and, you know, and it's just like, I can't, I can't contribute to it anymore. I know what it's doing. I know where it's going. I know what it's collected. I know, you know, it's based off of evil doings. And because of all of that, why would I continue to, you know what I mean? To feed that anything about me. I mean, everything's connected now through the blockchain, but 
on yeah. that premise. So sure. yes, people should come over to our, to our, and, and, and there are other pages too, but ours is amazing and it's even getting better. We're going to have the option to go live soon. So just like, uh, the other platforms where multiple people, you know, thousands of people can go live at one time, we're going to have that it just takes us a minute to get that into the server so that we can do that, but it's coming all these features and we have so much more. So, you know, we can't keep saying we want to fix a system and keep participating in it. Right. That sure. constant, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to fight you, but here, <laughs> I'm going to fight you on your own platform. People are almost in love with that whole dynamic. Identity. The identity. Yeah. The whole identity of, you know, fighting with Facebook, calling out Facebook, making like, it's kind of, it's just not a joke. It really is actually our lives. And if you mm -hmm. care about your life and you care about information genuinely, then it matters. And I just want to point this out because <laughs> I thought about this the other day and it, and it kind of makes sense when you think about the observer effect, right. And quantum yeah. physics, how, you know, observing something changes it from a wave to a particle. What's observing us, right? What are we allowing to observe us? We'll change our behavior as well. Mm -hmm. the, the, the properties work the same, even for, for us as human beings. And Very if we want to so. be observed by Facebook and, you know, Fedbook and all of that, that's going to change our behavior. We will conform to that system. Mm -hmm. So why don't we go to a system that we don't have to conform? That's, exactly. that, that's not observing us. That's, you know, allowing us think to observe of, ourselves. <laughs> think of how many years we spent before we were aware of what we were using and what it was doing. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, you know, when those memories pop up sometimes and you look at them and you're like, wow, I was such a different person then because you fed it so much information about you. I'm going to go here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, and it, literally over and over and over again. So it could build a virtual us in there for now for the metaverse. Human behavior. It's quite, quite fascinating. Yeah. How we are so like introvert, right? People when in presence of other people would never share certain things What they on social media. And then it's, and it's so interesting. That's mm -hmm. the whole it is. It is. It's it, it's mind boggling. Right. And then that what also the AI has been doing is it monitors our face and it monitors our face more when it's in pictures, actually, than when it's in a video, because it does like micro analysis of how we may be feeling or and then they go from there and they take our tones. So, you know, they literally are creating another us. You know, it's collected this data and think of what will happen now for people who the lines are going to get blurred between here and there. How are they going to know? They won't want to. They well, won't want no. If it, but, if, it, if, it, if it keeps them in an illusion, yeah. they'll, 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 go, they'll, they'll choose whatever keeps them in whatever. Yes. I don't well, whatever, what whatever's easier, whatever is yeah. less friction. Right. right. Whatever, whatever doesn't hurt me so much, you know, let me go pretend over here for a little while. Yeah. Meanwhile, everything's rotting over here. Right. It just yeah. kind of, and there's like that the one, Matrix, the real world, what it really looks like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's all... one meme that goes around and it shows like what they entice you to show what the metaverse is versus what the metaverse really is. And it's some kid sitting on a bed in the corner of a room with goggles on, yeah, you know, like, so and it, yeah. and it's, it's almost like when you look at it, you look at it like a drug addict, right? That picture, the way it's set up, it looks like, or someone who has an addiction or someone, you know, who, who's yeah. in that, in that mindset. And I can tell you from experience, that is kind of what it feels like that picture. I when know you come back, right? You're just, you you just isolated. You're in your own kind of virtual world that the, the drug induces, you know, that, and you just yeah. want to stay in that little state. 
Yeah. It's, sad. it's like a shell of a human. Have you seen the videos where uh, the people have those on and they're so into it, like they run into a wall or they get hit they or they get, the yeah, they get punched yeah. or someone punches them and stuff like that? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you have to. I did one one time uh, in New Hampshire and um, I did a zombie. I think I might've said this before, but anyways, I did a zombie one and my, I couldn't get my gun to work. So I only had, uh, I had an, I had to stab all of them. So in the video, you can see me like, like stabbing these zombies everywhere. And then it's really interesting because in the perspective, that shit was real. Do you know what I mean? Like it was real. And at one point the girl came over to try to help me with my gun and I turned on her at the same type of thing because you're so immersed in it, right? Like it's, it's happening and it's because it's, these it's, are portals. Your eyes are portals. And ears. They do. Yeah. So you hear like, it's all. It's a portal for your senses. And also I was thinking too, because when I was researching more about our blood and how it's already magnetized and, um, and our mm -hmm. brain is as well. So when, when people put like those ear pods in or you put something over and around our heads, it changes the, the energy. It changes the magnetic fields of it. So that alone changes perception and changes reality. It does. It's been, it was, that was proven in things that you and I talk about, like the Philadelphia experiment. You know, back then they knew that these radio frequencies could cause people to go crazy or have um, illusions to what is real and what isn't. It's almost like this, like say when you go from the movie the wizard of oz from black and white to color it's like they've yep. figured out a way to put black and white kind of over our minds that are meant to see color mm -hmm. like they, they can do that induce us on us by all of these low frequencies these frequencies that make you feel sick then they, they, they like that's psychoactively kind of mess with you too yeah <laughs> on every level it's and just wild, do, right? You you posted a post a few times, the same post. Cell phones, you know, they affect your cells. Like they're mm -hmm. telling us kind of what these things affect. And yeah. I'll tell you it's this: a cellular level. I no longer will put let my phone if I'm sitting on my couch. It will be within ten feet away from me. I don't want it in my three foot kind of yep. radius at, ever, mm -hmm. unless I need mm -hmm. to like talk be on it and it's on speaker. Because yeah. I think it's important and I think it's important we start detaching even like that, right? The, yeah. How many people, you know, like they have, my ringer has, I don't even think since they've owned a cell phone that I've ever had my ringer on. Because that to me, having something, because yeah. it's an itch, you've got, it's an impulse. Something it creates that, that, that brain connection. It does, right. it does. It connects yeah. that like, like, uh, like a bell. Like an animal would respond like the same. It's with yeah. the same training with the same yeah. kind of animal. It's the same training. It's animal response to the bell. Or when you see those dogs now press things to yeah. speak. Pavlov's dogs. That's what they are either trying to turn us into or, or, or like, and you can liken it to the movie, like what's it called? Wonder Woman in the beginning when he, she first sees his watch, right? And he's like, this is my watch. Well, who tells my time? She goes, it tells you what to do. And he's like, no, it tells me the time. She, and he tells me what to wake up. It tells me that she goes, so it tells you what to do. You know, it's like the same kind yeah. of concept. Because, you know, uh, it's interesting. The You ever see those little apps where it predicts when someone's going to have get pregnant or it predicts like, you yeah, know, yeah. when they're going to get married, things like that. Well, the reason it does that, it's not a fluke. The AI can predict. It knows, it knows when a woman is ovulating. 
It knows yeah. when uh, a woman can get pregnant. It knows when she has her period. It knows about our health. It can read certain things. That's why they have the health app on the um, phones. Well, I don't believe we can even it, delete them. Right? I can't. I can't stand it. I see a lot of my good friends. They'll post yeah. every day. They watch ten miles. They sleep with that thing on. They they're addicted Stop to it. knowing everything about themselves. Their heart rate, how they sleep. It tells them. It's it's a narcissist. Maybe too. maybe they're simulated already. Maybe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and that's the stuff you know that you and I have discussed before. It's the little changes that take place that people think like a. Uh, you know, AI alien invasion, right? It's a takeover. It's a takeover control. It's a takeover of how we are. And, and it's the changes that happen, these little ones daily, when you get out of the habits of what you used to do, you know, and you change yeah. these little things like that, that's the assimilation. That is the modification of us. And that's the part that, you know, a lot of people don't recognize, you know, like if I, you all of a sudden like, oh, I used to do that. Why did I, I, I question it. Why did I stop? Yeah. I literally stick with myself and I'm like, well, why would I, you know, so I can have a better overview on that point kind of what started influence you to stop. Yeah. So it's like, just kind of like figuring it out, but not just, you know, it's like if, if you know yourself, but it's happening all the time, you know, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's like the, the movie, the cell, you know, what's interesting is, is they have, oh, yeah when we're talking about cells. So there's the movie, The Cell. Yeah. And that one is with uh, Jennifer Lopez. And then there's that's the movie, that. oh, Cell. That. And that's with John Cusack. Oh, yes. I've seen that one too. Yeah. So and Samuel L. Jackson, right? Yeah. And it's very interesting. So uh, Cell is when uh, they send a signal. Let me stop for one second and tell you a quote by Bill Gates. Yeah. Bill Gates said, the next epidemic... It's highly likely that the next epidemic would come through a computer screen. Okay. So let me give you that. That's Bill Gates. That's a quote. That's from a Ted talk. He said that now, now back to cell in cell, all of a sudden, anyone who was on their cell phone, they all got calls. They all got a signal and, and they were all taken over every single one of my goosebumps, <laughs> every single one of them. And then in The Cell with uh, Jennifer Lopez, it's very interesting because in that, she's allowed to go inside of a killer's mind to go and find where some girl is that she needs to rescue. But in there, it's a takeover of, of so much. And there's this battle going on. And some of the healers who have worked with people who have received the vaccine have said that they're disconnected, they're embodied. You know that oh, they're. Well, let's put it, make a point about that movie. This does yeah. stuff, right? How yeah. do they get them, right? So she's a therapist. How does she get in the, the mind of the serial killer? They have them literally on a table, and they meet in some mental medium place yeah. where the man is imprisoned, and it's like he's in his own kind of world. So that stuff is all based on real science. Yes, things that they really do. Yes, thank you for that. That's a, that's a that's a really good. Uh, visual and, and, and to know of that. But, you know, so when you think they're both called cell and they're both giving a clear indication of, you know, it's like dot, dot, dot. You know what I mean? Like you just kind of connect them and, and we can see. Uh, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty alarming. It's and actually they extremely use, alarming. They use, they use all of this knowledge not to, against us. Mm -hmm. Imagine if, if a little bit of this knowledge was seeped into just elementary learning. 
right? About if they told a young kid about the observer effect, a young kid would believe in magic based on that. Oh yeah. A young they kid would know they could create it. Exactly. And boom, right there, you would have an overnight leap in consciousness. You would see like, just yeah. like, like a, it would seem like a, a mental miracle like happened in humanity. Yep. And instead they strip it away. And, you know, that's probably a really good time to point out uh, what they have added to the children's. Oh. <laughs> right. Uh, let me see if I can add it to our screen. Thromamethamine is what they have added to the children's vaccine. Although I found uh, in a really good article, I sent it out um, to you guys earlier. Um, so this right here, the labeling from Pfizer. Okay, here, I'll show you, you can start to see the beginning of it, right? So it's a labeling from Pfizer right here and it's talking about uh, tromethamine the injection, which by the way, you know, a really interesting um, thing that I was, when I was researching this is the fact that uh, what they're supposed to do when they do the vaccine is they're supposed to aspirate the area, right? So meaning that when they go in, they're supposed to pull back with right. the needle to make sure that they didn't hit um, like a, a major, major blood vessel or an artery or something like that. If it's clean and there's no blood, then they're supposed to go through with the injection. And I guess in some of the protocol from, from, I guess something I had watched that they were actually doing that protocol in China when they were doing it, but here it wasn't a requirement. And I guess in the UK, it wasn't a requirement to aspirate the area prior to that, which I don't know how important that is in the long run, but um, it be important for blood clotting for, for other reasons, who knows? Yeah. For, for a lot of them. So, uh, oh, it's this one we're at right here. So the labeling. So let me go down here because, you know, we've talked about this before, which is really interesting because, um, what is the one, what's the other one with John Cusack? Um, when he creates the virus, the, the one that's on the series. Oh, oh yeah. Um, that's with the girl, the bunny, the, 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 the girl, that, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever I can, I'll think of it. It's called like virus or something. Um, so here, right? Where is it right here? Oh, say so this one. So this is on the Pfizer labeling, right? It says uh, animal reproduction studies have not been conducted with uh, tromethamine. It is also not known whether tromethamine can cause fetal harm when administered to a pregnant woman or can affect reproduction capacity. Tromethamine should be given to pregnant women only if clearly needed. Now, this has been put into the uh, Pfizer vaccine, and it has also been put into the one for the children, evidently. And this is a really, uh, it talks about the geri it's geriatric. So there's an article which is, let me bring this one up, which has some really good resources for everyone. So I want to bring this in for a second because yeah, it's a fantastic um, article. The reason it's so good is because it has so many resources in it, you know, that you can go to. So here, this is the article. Uh, this is by American Faith. And uh, it's uh, tromethamine, Pfizer adds a drug to use uh, to treat, quote, cardiac arrest for its vax children. FDA briefing document. So in here, it actually goes down and it talks about, you know, things, but it has tons. It has a uh, Pfizer's website here. It has tons of links that like the one I just read you from the Pfizer label. So this is a really good um, article to use and to actually share. Do you know what I'm saying? Like this is, you can't dispute it because it's coming from them. Um, but 
So listen to some, just some of the adverse effects of this, right? Respiratory depression, local irritation, tissue inflammation, injection site infection, feeble response, chemical uh, phlebitis, venospasm, hypervolemia, IV thrombosis, extra visation, I'm not sure what that is, uh, with possible necrosis and sloughing of tissues, transient disease in blood, glucose concentrations, hypoglycemia, and um, hepa hepatocellular necrosis with infusion of low-lying umbilical venous cathars. Also, uh, confusion, dark urine, fast heartbeat, general ill feeling or flu-like symptoms, light-colored stool, pain, redness, or irritation at site where injected, right upper belly pain, sweating, usual weak or tired, yellowing of the eyes or the skin, dizziness, feeling anxious, increased hunger, loss, appetite, nausea. These are not the only ones. Because this is from the Moderna, okay? You cannot undo this. And here's why. This is from uh, this is a uh, modernatx.com. Okay. This is from their site. So this here is under their, M, uh, uh, their mRNA technology and under their mRNA platform. Our operating system, recognizing the broad potential of mRNA science. We set out to create an mRNA technology platform that functions very much like an operating system on a computer. It is designed so that it can plug and play interchangeably with different programs. In our case, the program or the app, both in quotes, is our mRNA drug, the unique mRNA sequences that codes for a protein. They're telling you here it is the operating system. I'm sorry, pardon me. It is the software of life. This is what is in everybody right now. And they clearly state right here, they can use it as a program or an app, meaning they can open this up. And now you combine it to what they have injected inside of it. And actually in one of the reports too, it says in there that they use aborted fetal tissue. Oh it, yeah, they do. That's a fact. In fact I mean, my mother's medical exemption, I mean, religious exemption got approved from the airlines because mm -hmm. of that fact. And she had to prove she had to have legit. If she couldn't just say, I say, there had to be a valid reason. And that was the reason. I mean, this is the beast system. This is the beast system. This is the prelude for whatever craziness they've been talking about for a thousand years is, is going to come. This is a prelude to it. I'm convinced now because the system is set up it's ready for human blanking in you know what i mean it's yeah. ready all it needs is the people it's waiting on the people the system has been ready and waiting because we're not dealing with human technology we're not dealing no we're no, dealing this with is... <laughs> yeah so this much is more than that yeah this is this is satanistic demonic technology that is advanced technology it's not necessarily from here what if uh, you ended up becoming like a vessel for, for, for someone else to, to take over your body? Kind of like that movie Omicron, right? How yeah. entity get goes into the person's body and has to take battle their psyche to take over basically like the host. consciousness. Yeah, just like the host. What if which this is that ring in the eye which I had? And what if this is that kind of wiring in to do that? technologically me 
just in general, the software, oh, yeah. this mRNA software. Oh, uh, yeah, it, I agree. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, the fact that they created a metaverse and then they have meta humans. And they're doing this all at the same time. Let's, again, gain perspective here. These things don't just, oh, oh, this, oh, it's going to happen all at the same time and not be part of the agenda, part of an agenda to, to do this. It's just impossible. It is. You know, what's really interesting is if we think about it too, you know, there's reports saying they have all the phones set up for 5G, but yet they haven't turned 5G on. Now, if you logically think about that and then you even connect it to cell. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So they have everybody wanting to get these phones. You know, the, the reality is, is, is the proof is out there of what they do. And I've been doing a lot more research. I've been coming back to the research on 5G. In fact, I have like 15 pages of notes I took the other day when I was doing it. And I was learning about how um, our blood works on, uh, there's two electrons that take it in, right? And that this is what they're changing. And when they change that, they're changing the orbital rotation of the blood. Like it's really like, this is not like, and of all of the frequencies that they could choose in this bandwidth they pick one not only that is the weakest right so here's the thing this this signal they could pick another frequency where the signal would carry further right and that they wouldn't have to put the towers so close yeah the tesla type tesla frequencies yeah there's there's a whole whole range right there's a whole range of frequencies but the one that they picked is the one frequency that turns the oxygen water, uh, the oxygen molecule in our in our blood. It's the one that makes it rotate. It's the one that makes it start going in a different they're direction mutating. to try to catch it's up. And that's the clotting, huh? They're going to mutate our genes. They're going to mutate our cells. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that 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 would probably cause so much cancer, and and people just alone having your body not being able to pump as much oxygen the way it, it's meant to to your brain. I mean, see, they're just let's can we touch on this? Because I'm glad you're bringing this oxygen aspect up. There's something going on with this planet with their agenda and oxygen. Mm-hmm. They need for some reason to deprive this planet of the its natural oxygen, our natural symbiotic kind of relationship with carbon dioxide and oxygen. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes all the way back to the world's trees, those the mountains that were actually trees. That oh, that's a good point. Trees. That's a pretty yeah. Yeah, it very well could. I mean, it definitely could, right? It's like t- they've been terraforming our planet since then. Terraforming us mm-hmm. to fit kind of the terraforming of the planet mm-hmm. to profit for maybe an AI takeover. I mean, that's what it would only make sense if you were trying to move out for organic life and make way for inorganic synthetic life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the only way it makes sense. Uh, it's so much, isn't it? Like for a lot of people who really don't know about this technology, you know, the very aspect of, you know, uh, when you think something and it shows up, it, it it's because we're connected. The bandwidth has been connected a couple of years ago. It's this is not a new connection. You know what I mean? Or or as Elon Musk, uh, it was like, oh, well, you know, I want to put the chip. But if you actually go back to the Elon Musk that had a different face a few years ago, him, well, he had said and one of his, I think it was probably like, maybe like four years ago now, right? And he had said that um, the bandwidth connection was, uh, the bandwidth connection already existed. Now I just need to be able to connect it. 
right? And he was saying it's just a small minor detail. That was four years ago. So now he's going to say you can almost connect it, but at the same time, he's going to say it's really easy to turn you into a butterfly. Yeah, exactly. And if you think about it, you know, you can genetically code a printer or whatever you want to print whatever design, right? I have a question. What's the the medium? What's the medium that's going on between us and our phone that our thoughts are producing these things or something to pick up what you're thinking and register it? What's the medium? It it would be like the Wi-Fi. It would be something. This is an invisible field that is taken in our mental information. Well, it has to invade our toroidal field. Right, it would have to disrupt our natural. And the our cell natural, phone does that, right? Our natural flow, <laughs> right? Yeah. That natural, like, whoosh, you know, that yeah. those rotations. The tor- yeah, the toroidal fields. Yeah. In That's order to do that, about. so that in a sense already throws us off. I mean, that can we? You know what? Now that you say that, let me just go with my thoughts that are coming in because we so often talk about black holes, right, and stuff like that. What if we have our own individual ones? And that's yeah. the thing is that is that when something comes and knocks our toroidal field off, we're just kind of spinning, like we always say, right round, baby, right round, yeah. right? right, and and that kind of in its sense, and that's why we're in this repeat mode. That's why we keep doing the, these same things is because we we've been knocked out of our own energy, and we're kind of just like spinning like a top, if that yeah. makes sense, in our that own like mini sense. black holes, or or <laughs> at, the, at the very least, the event horizon. Right. That does make uh, a lot of sense, actually, because uh, that's when they describe the chakras, they actually describe them as spinning vortexes. And oh. they say they're black holes so that they're information centers, so that these are points uh, throughout our body that are portals to uh, other access points of information mm-hmm. that we're supposed to take in through that part of the body and then put through our field. And then that creates a clean field, a strong field, a magnetic field that is, you know, harmonized and clean. These things make it impossible. Yeah. 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 It's like throwing static into a river. We need to explore this more. And don't forget too, right? We are electrical beings. So we are literally walking around I think I think it was bioelectric. In fact, why do you have something interesting? I have yeah. this wand. I have an acupointer pen. It's right here in front of me. So my sister came over last week for me to give her one of my massages. And at the end, I said, do you want to, want to use my acupointer pen? She's like, what is that? I'm like, oh, it shoots electricity in your body. She's like, yeah, sure. So I'm holding it. I use it on myself all the time. And I, and I get it on her, on her. And I'm like, you feel that? And she's like, no. So I turn it up. She's like, I'm like, you feel it? She's like, no. So I put it all the way up, I'm like, and I have it like just jammed on. I'm like, you don't feel that. She goes, no. But then when I touched her with my other hand, she was like, Zoom. it pulled it. So I was grounding it. So because oh. I was holding it with my hand, only I could feel the effects of it if I touched my own body. She had to be physically holding it and touching it herself. It's it's like how that works is yep. interesting. Yep. It is interesting. Yeah, I can literally transfer the electricity from my from my holding it in in my hand to her without me touching the electrical part. Yeah. So I have a couple of like um, facial things. So like, for example, like a high frequency machine, right? Mm-hmm. When you use that, it has the frequency, but it only works when you touch it, when you ground it, when you start, when you, when you complete the. Yeah. 
Yes. The whole cycle of it, I guess. You, right? Yeah, you have yeah, to create yeah. that. Exactly. And then I have another one. It's like, um, you can either like push things into the skin or pull them out like that type of like a little ultrasound type thing, but the same mm -hmm. type of thing. So on the back of it is like a silver pad and I have to wet my fingers and touch that and then touch my skin in order for it to work. If I don't wet my fingers and touch the back of it, if I just touch it to my skin, it doesn't work. I have to do that. Think about this too. What restarts a hot? The, mm -hmm. Those pads, right? Like you're saying the metal, it made yeah. me think of those things. Those interesting so then i wonder i wonder if anyone's done any any experiments between um like how they felt like with or without emf clothes do you know what i mean like in that aspect of yeah. like knowledge or information you, you know like yeah. how much are we blocked because of the energy fields around us versus if we were covered in EMF clothes or even if we were inside of a, cause you can buy a fabric and you can make your own Faraday cage around your bed. Right. Yep. So even if it was something like that and that was the case, then I wonder, I, I wonder how different your dreams would be. Well, that's why they like, like in my bedroom, I have Oregon kind of on both my nightstands because it's supposed to, you know, help clear, mm -hmm. keep but um, it's definitely something to all this, the frequencies with our bodies, with accessing the other dimensions, because we have to remember we're not just physically here. We have parts of us that are literally in other realms. Mm -hmm. We're just we're just cut off from them. We're not meant to be them. <laughs> we're definitely cut off from a lot. Yeah. <laughs> from a lot. You're listening to Zest and Sophia on the Wake Up Radio on thewakeupradio.com. And OTW Tube is our social media page. Come and check us out. Um, I wanted to find, there was something in my notes I wanted to share with you. And this is from uh, the Fulton Report, Joe Embriano. Have you ever seen him? He's amazing. He's, so he's actually gone to like chemistry school. He's, he knows what he's talking about. He had to study... Uh, let me give you the exact name. He had to go overseas to uh, do some study on uh, magnetobiology because evidently they don't teach it at any of the universities in the States. So when he went to school and it's, um, and it talks about basically, you know, the blood and how, it, how it's magnetized and stuff like that. And he goes on to talk about how the vitamin D, which is really interesting because he, he it's how it's so important, right? Yes, and yes. how they're limiting so much of the vitamin D too, because even though all of this is really important in order for our blood to be healthy and for our systems to be healthy, we need vitamin D an hour of it a day. You have yep. to go outside for an hour a day. And one of the things he was pointing out, which was really important in one of his things I had watched a couple of years ago, evidently there was a study done on people who uh, have people who have cancer versus like, and then people who have cancer, evidently there's a higher rate of cancer patients who wore sunglasses versus yeah. people who didn't. So if you wear sunglasses all the time, your cancer rate goes up and you lack the information because it has to come in. The light has to come in through your eyes. The vitamin D has to come in through the eyes in order for it to, to work in our systems. And I found that to be a really interesting study is that so when you wear the, if you wear sunglasses all the time, it puts you in a higher percentage of getting cancer. 
And now they have UVA blockage on the windows in the house. They have it in the cars. They have it literally everywhere denying all the time. And, and he was saying how much that, that has an effect on our actual, um, on our, on the biology of our blood. Same so, with our light bulbs. We are the old fluorescent light bulbs actually give off the same kind of uh, frequencies as our sun, mm-hmm. but the led light bulbs actually give off light that makes us, uh, that actually affects ourselves really bad negatively. It gives off some sort of, um, dark frequency. It's yeah. That's crazy. Right. It's so, it's so, I mean, half of the lights that like, um, you can't even see. They lied to us about the sun, about like every which way, everything about the sun. Cause mm-hmm. even think about it, the sun like the, how am I going to try to say this? Uh, We have a magnetic field, right? The sun has a magnetic field. Remember I told you about the X points that they've just figured out. There are points in the earth where you could put something and it it matches up right with the magnetic field of the sun and it transports it. We probably have X points in our magnetic field that we are supposed to get from the information from the sun that comes in through those. That's probably what our chakras are. So you know what's really interesting because the X has come up over yep. and over and over and over again. So a, months and months ago, I made a post with a red X, and I said, "Tell me what you, your thoughts of of this. I want to know." I did a whole show on X. Just did a whole thing on like a while ago. I did a show on X. So now fast forward to some of my research now, and I've been researching with. Um, it's the cause. So he's he's uh, Azazel 8867.100. He's one of the four brothers, right? The four fallen angels. So it's very interesting because X is so prominent because that's why all the angels have their, um, supposedly have their arms crossed into X's. It's a symbolization of, of the source of that. Can I bring something up too? You just mentioned Azazel in the X, which is interesting because Azazel was part of the 200 angel, the watcher angels who, who came onto Mount Hermon and they picked a specific spot to make a pact with each other. And they speak about this spot uh, on this mountain where they yeah. make a pact to come in and in, in, uh, kind of intermingle and be part of the human race. So it's interesting that that could be a, an X point, an X mark, an X, you know, it's it is interesting. He actually said in one of his videos, he said that um, he because he does he does a he shares a lot of information, shows a lot of old art and like stuff that he's he said he's had thousands of swords throughout his lifetime, and the goddess is recreated in every lifetime. This is him here now, and um, and you know when you listen to something, there's sometimes you just connect with it. Now Azazel is yeah. also supposed to be the son of Lucifer. <laughs> Right. So it's it's very interesting. But in the Bible, Jesus says that this is Lucifer's world. Right. This is yeah, uh, this is his this is his world. I think you in fact, his last temptation is being tempted by Lucifer. Lucifer takes Jesus to the top of the mountain after Jesus does his 40 days in the wilderness. And the, the devil tempts him three times. Saint Lucifer tempts him three times, once with food, another time with, with something else, water, and another time with all the kingdoms. He said, I'll let you rule all these kingdoms if you, you know, you know, serve me because this is my world. And mm-hmm. he says, So yeah. it's very interesting. But the, there's there's some things he says that I just kind of, 
you know, when you hear something anywhere, you know, you know instantly if it if you connect and stuff. And there was one thing, and, yep. was, and it was the X again. And I've talked about, like, I, I've had conversations with people because I feel like the X is something way more significant than just, like, the, not yep. the X in our alphabet, but the actual cross. I guess, yep. well, let's rephrase it because it's a cross, right? Yep. So, um the, uh, probably the original cross, right, uh, of sorts. So in one of his videos, he was showing, he was talking about different things, and he said um, they were showing a scene, and it was a scene of, like, some monster attacking this guy, and the guy falls back, and he has, an, he has that, that cross, that X right here on his wrist, right? And then, like, the monster thing kind of looks at it, and, and, like, it clicks for him, like, and he doesn't, he doesn't go full force. And then... Um, what he says is that he says that the X is very significant. I don't know exactly what he said. He goes, but he goes, I don't have any tattoos. He goes, but if I would get a tattoo, I would get that because one day it may save your life. And you know me, I'm like, where am I going to put it? Right. <laughs> Can I also, say something funny that's yeah. just popping in my head? Yeah. Why do we always supplant Christ with X? Xmas, Xtina, mm -hmm. my sister Christina, we call her Xtina, Xmas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Christ, the ag side, I don't know, maybe there's a yeah. link to that too. Something a little bit more. I mean, you know, I would assume the basis of origins of communication would have been more symbolic. Do you know what I mean? Like there's oh, a symbol, you know what it means. Well, that's what we need to look into. The ideogram uh, uh, meaning of the X, because ideograms are the advanced language we used to use where we didn't write out words. We just put symbols and the symbol had an entire download of information that people just knew by the symbol. Hmm. All right. So we'll, we'll do, we'll have to do a whole show yeah, on X. Yeah. We'll be back with X, right? Yeah. That's, that's pretty intriguing. And he also said, Oh, I didn't even tell you this. So he also says, I think I told you I need a sword. Yes. Right. I'm like, I, I need to buy a sword. Right. Yeah, he, said, buy a sword. he said, not everything can be killed with a sword. Right. So I was like, well, now I need a sword. So um, you're not going to believe this. I, I'm going back to look at it. I'm taking someone to go with me. Actually, in fact, uh, for the listeners who know John, the Masonic Marine, he's here in Florida and we're going to hang out before he leaves in the next few days. So uh, I hope maybe he comes this way. Anyways, I found a, a Templar sword. <laughs> um from uh the thing was amazing i was i was uh yeah where is it uh it's down the street for me and i was i was going to this little marketplace to look for something very specific like a dress <laughs> right and as i was walking through the little uh the stores and stuff they had all like different ones and i was just walking like this literally it happened like this i was walking like this i took a right hand turn i walked in the store i walked to the back of the store i walked to the left hand side and i walked exactly to the store <laughs> and it is about this long um and it has the white handle on the white handle it has an upside down pyramid and upside down pyramid i think it has a cross coming through it and then the other side has another uh, design on it. The entire sword itself is all engraved. The guy told me that it's uh, it's not an actual engraving, that they did it with chemicals. It's a chemical engraving. It's not like a machine uh, engraving right, right. on it. So it has the name of the, under the part of it, it has the, the manufacturer, like the person, the stamp, the, the, the person who made it and stuff. So 
uh, I'm going to have either that or my neighbor upstairs was in the military and I'll have him go look. That's amazing. Um, did you no. buy it? I'm like, no, because I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the way that I found it, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It was like, I knew it was there. Literally, yeah. like I knew it was there. I was like, he's like, I'm like what? Are you for real? Like, I'm telling the universe I need a sword. I'm watching stuff with him. All of a sudden, I found a Templar sword. You got to get it. <laughs> right? So best price so far on it was three twenty five. I don't oh, know if that's good or not. But I was like, are you kidding? I don't know. It's just kind of interesting. So well, anyway. See, I think it's important, though. Like, for see, so often we feel these needs and we, these attraction to things and we disregard them because we're like, well, so why would I really be, I feel, you know, need that or what? But I think it's important we go with those things. Yeah, those, come, those are the things that come to us from a higher source, from a from you know the parts of us that are in higher realms or accessing other dimensions. That's oh, hundred percent. And that's what we need to start going with. That's yeah. what they. That's what kind of the system is keeping us off of the instinct. Mm -hmm. It does it's too. Because if I was walking with my phone, <laughs> I yeah. know that never would have wouldn't have happened. It just wouldn't have happened. Just um, doubting, doubting ourselves too, and doubting why we desire what we desire, mm -hmm. instead of I all said, these forced things. I said to the uh, to the guy, he said something to me. I said, "You'll see me again," mm -hmm. and uh, he said something. I go, "Did you see me walk in here and walk right over to it?" He's like, "Yeah." I go, "Okay, you'll see me again." <laughs> like I, you know, it was like I knew it was. Uh, I was like, "Here's a sword." So I'm getting a sword. Anyways, I'm getting a sword. So um, it's all it's definitely on my list. I need it. Listen, and in reality, I mean, not not to sound a little, but not everything's gonna die by gunshot, right? No. Guns run out of bullets. Yep, they run out of bullets. <laughs> and you got it, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. What if they put a genetic code in someone that they're they're invincible to bullets? Well, it's it's a it's a pretty much a rule that you gotta cut off the head to make sure something's dead. So where do you wanna go? What do you wanna um where would you like to venture from here? My goodness, huh? Well, you know, we were gonna pick up on something interesting last week about kind of fairy tales and folklore <laughs> and all of that. Yep. And I was actually really excited to talk about that kind of stuff because Good for, for a shaman, right? For a person who's a shaman, part of being a shaman, what is part of their magic is their the, the, abil the ability to tell a story and bring it to life. Wow. And and I think that storytelling is magic. That's why when we watch movies, we get affected by them. They change us sometimes. They can literally, Enchanted. yeah, yeah. So um, fairy tales are what have shaped our entire history, our entire perception throughout history as well. Mm -hmm. They didn't have TVs back then. They didn't have papers, you know, just go back a couple hundred years ago. Right. So right. everything was done in a different way. So art, for instance, all the religious art from the Renaissance, if you actually do studies into it, you can see that that was esoteric art, that the art had multiple meanings. And they were painting things one way for the public, another way for people who knew the deeper meanings behind things. And what does that tell you? That there was a perception game being played. 
Mm -hmm. right? And keep the public believing one aspect while knowing another aspect. Yep. And so, so we can see the kind of the control mechanism very well and the freeing mechanism. So folklore is also all, all opens and accesses, helps your brain access other realms, helps your imagination blossom. I have these cards and I got to start using them, but they're, they're cards for your children and for adults too. And they're, spent, they're like little 15 minute cards. You lay down, your child lays down, and you read them a descriptive story of them walking through, you know, a forest, coming across a log, a log, then then people. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and, it, and it's it's important these mental exercises, and that's what I think is so important that we talk about this kind of the stories we tell ourselves, the stories we pay attention to. It is. Okay. It definitely is. Let me um bring my light over here. So a lot of, you know, a lot of our, our society, a lot of, like you're saying, a lot of our um, mindset is built around these nursery rhymes or these fairy tales and folklores and stuff like that. So it's really interesting because, all right, so um, I, I did a show on it and they have the dark origins of fairy tales. So um, Beauty and the Beast. So the backstory is it was the mother's brother's cousin and it was about abandonment, child abuse, and incest. Huh. <laughs> right. Then we have the frog and the prince, right? So it's the brother Grimm's and uh, in the actual, uh, the princess with the frog, she didn't, um, she didn't kiss the frog. She told the frog that I'm not gonna. I'm saving my first kiss for the prince. And she took the frog and threw it against the wall. <laughs> totally different story. Uh, let's see. Oh, the Little Mermaid. Uh, the Little Mermaid in the little in the original Little Mermaid. The Mer Little Mermaid had to cut off her her man's feet so his blood would run over her legs so she could grow back her tail and go back into the ocean <laughs> like this is this is this is what all of these are built off of um let's see um snow white's mom leaves her house and then brings back her lungs and her liver to eat oh um in cinderella the stepsisters, here's the interesting thing about the shoe, right? So the glass slipper. So the evil stepmother told the first sister when her foot didn't fit into the shoe to cut off her big toe and see if it fit. So in the original Cinderella, the stepsister cuts off her big toe, bleeding everywhere she tries to put it in the shoe. Second stepsister so goes to put it in her foot's too big. And the mother says to the second stepsister, she says, hey, listen, you're going to be a queen. You won't need to walk around. Just cut your heel off. So she cuts off her heel. And that's like each one of these is so dark and so ugly and so vile. Like, and, and they're, they're literally about abuse, about abandonment, about bloodshed. And this is yep. the stuff that is taught to children and instilled that, you know, uh, that these fairy tales and most of the fairy tales that someone is coming to save them, which is not the case. You know, like, like, like I'm helpless, scare me now, all of this is happening. And then, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. There's a, actually a whole full school of philosophy around the fairy tale, what the, these archetypes mean, how they've affected us mm -hmm. from young ages till now. 
And I, I do, I believe that that's what they were, they were meant to do. Disney again was a CIA operation. We were be, our minds were being molded, primed by these stories that we watched through the filter of Disney. So they put it in a way that was sick enough to get the effect done, but, but pretty enough that people would not see it kind of so offensively. Right. Yes. Yeah. Like and so I have to make a point about the mother missing always. I think, and I said this to you, I think there's a deeper aspect to this is that they want children to identify with the main character mm-hmm. and have this kind of sense of loss so that it disconnects them from their own parent. And I think in real life. I can, re- I can, um, you know, like there's certain times in your childhood you can remember. I can remember seeing Bambi. I can remember being so upset that Bambi's mom died like yeah. that, I can, I know it traumatized me because for a long time I was scared about my mom. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I know that was a real thing for me. And I've always been like my mother said, and my uncle, since I've been little, I've always asked questions. It's always just been who I am. And I remember asking like, why? Do you know what I mean? Like I knew as a kid. Why introduce that fear into it? To yeah. The child, right. That's such yeah. a, that is the most traumatic thing a child can experience. The insecurity of it, right? Parents. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Sorry, you froze for a second. I know. No, I know. That's why I'm just sitting here like. <laughs> uh, and they do. And it's a trauma. And it definitely has that traumatic effect. And what is trauma? What we know about MKUltra, the studies of trauma is a mechanism for programming. And Aristotle. You give me a uh, you give me a child yeah. to the age of seven, and I'll show you the adult. Or, well, he says man. You give me the man yeah. to the age of seven, and I'll show you the man. So you know, child to the age of seven, and it's true because whatever those first seven years are is that formative psyche. And now we have a whole generation of children, and their whole premise of existence is contouring. <laughs> it's it's well, the it's, adults. That's what, what they're looking at. Adult, unstable, unbalanced, distorted adults. But that's what I, you know what I mean. Like it's so funny because every time I see those, and I'm a mess, I'm a professional makeup artist. I've done. I've worked with Chanel. I've worked with some top lines. I've done catalog work. I've done commercials. You know what I mean? Like I've done amazing makeup. And damn, that's a lot. That's a that's a lot of whole facial changing. Like. I wonder if their facial recognition is different when they're with and without makeup. Oh, the ones it has to be. So these people will literally, so they paint on, They first they draw on, then they oh. paint on a layer, and then they paint on a layer, and then they do like what I would do, like a little boop, boop, boop. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a, it's <laughs> someone's post and they were like, would women stop please coming out of the house looking like this? Yeah. Uh, it's so funny. It's so funny. There's actually a group. I want to say the UK. I'm not really positive where it is in the world. However, there is a group of individuals who have now taken to, when they leave their house, painting their house in all sorts of boxes and asymmetrical designs and stuff to fool the facial recognition. Because of the designs on their face that they're doing in the patterns, the facial recognition cannot pick up, cannot identify them. And there's actually a pair of um, glasses too that this woman designed and they have a certain, they're pure glasses. And I think they have something almost like the third eye or something like that. And then something underneath. And that also throws off the uh, facial recognition. But the ones with the makeup, I mean, 
I look at it and it looks, you know, looks a little kooky because there's makeup everywhere. But at the same time, you're like, well, let me try it. <laughs> you know, like, I wonder if it would or wouldn't, you know, what the yeah. aspect of it would be. Mm -hmm. Because if the, you have to figure the AI learning, right? So the AI process of the learning would have had to have been able to um, start doing the facial recognition with the masks. So what's up with the masks? I feel like what, why... What role, what, what role are they playing? The dehumanization aspect, right? The shaming ritual. I say that. Filth. It's just filthy. It's literally like trapping so much bacteria on your face and your mouth. I mean, it's every aspect for disaster. And isn't there, but is see, so for me, I think it's a ritual. I think it's a Luciferian it's shaming right. ritual. And isn't there a, and I, the reason I'm asking is I don't know 100%. Isn't there a quote in the Bible somewhere or a sentence in the Bible that says you're never, never supposed to veil your face in the eyes of the Lord? Which makes sense. Yeah. Let me look that up. Something, I something. I that so that I can read it properly. Yeah. Something, but you know what I mean? Like it's something to that aspect. And if that's the case, then that to me would totally point out that it is some form of a, sh I mean, we know that we know yeah. there's tons oh, of yeah. health issues, but I'm talking, you know, because oh, no, it is a ritual. Is, no, there was a spiritual aspect to mm -hmm. the mask wearing there. Yeah. It is a ritual. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Are there any fairy tales that have masks? Um, or something of the like? I mean, no. The only story I can think of, which isn't a fairy tale, is the man in the iron mask. But some, some fairy tales are actually based. You'd like to know this one. I think I might have sent you it. I'm not sure if you read it or not. But the Pied Piper story, that's actually based on a real historical event where a man came into town and left with 130 children. So I didn't read it yet. I will. Can I read that story? Yeah. Because the Pied Piper, the short, the short fairy tale version, the Grim Brothers Grimm version, which the Brothers Grimm made it a, a point to say these aren't fairy tales; we're just documenting our Germanic history. But <laughs> the the Pied Piper story is that this town was having an infestation of rats, and they call upon. I, don't know, I think they do some 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 sort of ritual or magic, and the Pied Piper shows up and he says, "I can get rid of these rats." You know, but you've got to pay up. And then the people refuse to pay up after he takes takes gets all the rats gone and he takes the children. <laughs> so there's actually a true story and I'm going to read it. Pied Piper was real. 130 children disappeared and never came back. It took over 700 years to figure out what happened to them. Hamlin is a charming and picturesque little town. Even today, the town is all 16th century manners with Gothic gables and elaborate scorework quaint buildings in the flamboyant Western Renaissance style with gargoyles and painted wood, wooded sculptures that look like children's toys. The town looks like something out of a fairy tale, but what happened there was no fairy tale. It was more of a nightmare and with no happily ever after for the people who lived it, at least not for the parents. Just as Americans will never forget the day the Twin Towers fell, people in Hamlin never forgot what happened that June day so long ago. Here's a story you probably know. The story goes back to the medieval era all started with the rats. There was no sanitation in 1284 and the rats were so bad they terrorized the town. They were everywhere. People were at wit's ends. Rats in the food, rats in the pantry, rats chewing their bedding while they slept. No matter what they did, they couldn't get rid of rats. There were too many, they were out of control until the Pied Pipers showed up. 
If you don't know, pied means many colors. Maybe he was a successful troubadour in elaborate clothing. Perhaps he was just a poor musician patched together like Dolly Parton's coat of many colors. We'll never know. We don't know how much about the man at all. We only know what he did. The story became legend. It was told by Jacob and Willem Grimm in 1812, written as children's books by Robert Browning in 1888. Even Johann Wolfgang von Goethe wrote his version. The key telling was by Grimm brothers because they weren't storytellers. They didn't make up fairy tales. They were historians doing their best to write down oral history passed down from one generation to another. According to their version, the Pied Piper showed up in Hamlin one day and he said he could rid the town of rats. Desperate, the mayor offered a thousand guilders if he could deliver on that promise. He did, of course, let the rats to the water and drown them. The mayor had the gall to pay him a mere 50 guilders and laughed at the idea of giving him more. For playing music, he left, the Pied left, feeling cheated and angry. On June 26, the day of St. John and St. Paul, the Pied Piper returned. Standing in the center of town, he raised his pipe and began to play, and the children ran and followed. Robert Brown and rewrote the Grimm Brothers story in 1888. In his version, he says the parents stood and watched as their children danced and skipped away. I actually got goosebumps right now. Remember that, okay? It's an important detail. Brown's book had charming illustrations drawn by artist Kate Greenaway and quickly became a beloved classic. But make no mistake, it was no fairy tale. The story was based on a historical incident that traumatized a small town for centuries. 130 children disappeared that day and never came back. Wow. The proof is etched all over the little town. The story was memorialized in stained glass. The inscription on the stained glass of the church window reads, on the day of John and Paul, 130 children and Hamlin went to cavalry and were brought through all kinds of danger to Copen Mountain and lost. Last but not least, an inscribed plaque on the stone facade of the building that would become Pied Piper's house reads, AD 1284, on the 26th of June, the day of St. John and St. Paul, 130 children born in Hamlin were led out of the town by a piper wearing multicolored clothes. After passing the cavalry near the Copenberg, they disappeared forever. This is a real story. <laughs> it is. So now I have questions. Not that you can answer, but I have questions. Yeah, right. Why didn't anyone chase them? Like, they why were, didn't they go they get were, like, the under some spell or something? Interesting. Very right? Um, how does this man play his thing, have the children come and follow him out of town, 130 of them? Unless there was some premise of, like, uh, a falsity. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're going, like, we'll play a parade or we'll mock. You know what I mean? We'll be go around the block. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, right, right. But who would let their child just go? I have many questions on that. Yeah. My throat was starting to crackle, but I think reading on, it, it gets into different um, like details and aspects of all of that. Does it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty, I mean, but all of these fairy tales that all started, you know, in this ugly truth. And I, there's an article, I, I'm not going to look for it now, I'll find it afterwards, but, um, and it's called... Um, the, the first fairy tale ever told or something like that. And it's about our story. <laughs> it's literally like about our story and, and the inception of Adam and Eve and how it went. Yeah. And, and it just well, really is like a fairy tale. Yeah. Well, I mean, is it not? Yeah. You know what I mean? Is it not? And then they get us to tell ourselves fairy tales. Yeah. All the time. About our own lives and our own selves. In fact, right. It starts with, and I never had this, this, 
as a kid, but I'm sure you might have. But like it starts when how many little girls like pretend to be a bride and they want to be married and they have this fairy mm-hmm. tale about their wedding day. Why do they have this fairy tale about their wedding day? Because that's the one day they can pretend to Get be princess. a princess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Imagine the whole. Uh, no, I was always such a rebel. Uh, I just, uh, I don't want to say, you know what? I don't want to use the word rebel. I was always such an individual. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, like I had aspirations to have all that, but I wasn't yeah. going to follow. And I would tell people like, I'm not going to fall into the design. Or if I ever have a daughter, I'm not going to tell her that when she grows up and gets married someday, I'm never going yeah. to condition her that that's what her life path should be. Conditioning. It is. It, and yes. it's a perpetual conditioning on your wedding day, on your wedding day, you can do this on your wedding day and on your, you know what I mean? It's oh, like, right, yeah. And let me you tell you, when you get married, as someone who, uh, I had a beautiful wedding. I had an incredible wedding. I had 300 guests at my wedding. I had 21 in my wedding party. I had two receptions. Like I had like a whole, like it was a big, big, big yeah. event. I have tons of family. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun, but then it was over. Do you know what I mean? Like that, the whole, all of the insanity, all of the money, all of that went into that one day for that, for that fairy tale show. And it's like the conditioning to get us to get to that point. It's like the biggest consumer day of our life. Do you know what I mean? Like on that day, the underlords will bank, right? Because of how much money. By that vision that they'll settle on the partner that they might not even like. Yeah. Yeah. Because they and want that. that. Yeah. This is what you're supposed to have. And this is the way it's going to be. And oh my God, it's the end of the world. This doesn't go right. And, you know, oh, and it's, oh, yeah. it's conditioning the same way that, you know, to loop to the beginning of our show when we, when we say how this, the social engineering platforms are a conditioning of our behavior. You know, it's like when someone says, well, I'm not going to say this anymore. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go like this in order to do it. You know what? Ban me if you want to fucking ban me. I'm not, my life isn't going to end because a government run project doesn't like what I have to say. You know what I mean? Like the reality that people fight so hard to stay. I don't know. The other thing too, which I have a, when I'm, when these hard to stay, that's a good point. Hmm. They fight so hard to stay. Yeah. It's just amazing to me. When the Insanazis took my original account, my original KB Visions account, they, I couldn't get in anywhere. I could not because they, because they blocked my IP. I couldn't log in from any of my devices, none of my accounts, not just that account. I couldn't log into my personal, like nothing for, for a few months. I was out. I was locked out. So when these other people say they took my account, they took my, how are they taking your account and you're getting back the next day? How is it so easy? It's not even logical. What did you do? Start another new email account? Like how many emails accounts do you have now just to get back onto IG? Right, right. Exactly. It's not, it doesn't make sense to me. Do you know what I mean? And the number of fake accounts out there anyways, you know. I think people say that to get more people. I don't know. It's like a, it's like a manipulation game. I really do. See, that's the thing. It's dumb. Oh, it's dumb. It's so dumb. (laughs) It really is. Let me fight to get back here because I want to share all the information with the government again so that they can control me as I fight to, to gain, to have them lose their control and me gain it. That's really OTWTube.com. Um, it is, it's just, but that goes to show how much, even those 
of us who are aware are still conditioned, right? We're still conditioned to behave and modify behavior. And a lot of the modification of the behavior is through the AI. It's the AI. They don't care care what you want for yourself inside. They only care about what, if you express what they want you to express. Yeah. And your behavior, that is simply what they care about. Nobody gets to tell me what my behavior is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, go fry eyes. I'm not hurting anybody. I don't bother anybody. I don't incite anything wrong. Do you know what I mean? I share knowledge. And that makes me powerful. That's the point where people really, you know, you, I, other people in this, you know, this this battle, this spiritual battle, yeah. it's the knowledge that gives us power, right? It's the knowledge that allows us to be able to discern which way to go, which way to proceed, which way to maneuver, because without it, you're just going to be guided. Like we have been our whole lives through fairy tales and lies and folklore, right? Come over here. This is where it is. This is, the, it's not, it's not, it's not how we are. It's not what we are. It's, it's all a lie. And if all of those fairy tales had an evil doing in the beginning, and ours is the biggest fairy tale of all, then we should be able to write the ending if we know it. Absolutely. Here's another aspect of that too. And this is, and I'll share personally, this is an issue I have with people in my own life that I have to point out to them. And when I point it out to them, it literally disarms them like in an instant and brings them back to reality. But when something's going on, we're like so trained and conditioned to look for a villain and someone or something to blame it on when things aren't like happening. And I think it's something to do with these fairy tales mm-hmm. that condition us that there has to always be a villain. There always has to be some, you know, evil. Over, right. And I don't think it's really like that. I think when we say like, there's actually nothing. This is just, it is what it is. You take away the power actually of well, evil and you just. It doesn't you exist. Know, you flow through it. You pass through it. So it's interesting you say that because is it uh, is it Dylan? Uh, it's a, he's on Flat Earth Paradise, and he talks about that that the evil is you, it's me, it's always been us, it's always it exists in us, absolutely. It, it, it's our manifestation of it, or our belief in it, or however you know, however it exists in that in that way, you know, it's our pulling it, so to say, right. It's true. Yeah. It's well, when we, again, observer, observer, an attraction, right? What we put our attention on, see our attention is our spiritual energy. It's, it's mental energy. So what our attention is on, we give it power Mm -hmm. to move and then operate and change in this realm by giving it attention. And I think even in that big book, I love to pull out every now and again, the science of mind, it says evil isn't real. It's a mm-hmm. mental made up projection, basically. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it exists within people. Yeah, they do evil things. Yeah. But there is no real kind of power in that evil has, but what we give it. Yeah, I was just gonna say what we give it. Yeah. Um, to your to your point, you know, I it I, I was thinking the exact same thing about how people perceive things as being evil, or when you ask so I'm asking them to look at something. You don't tell them, do you see or do you see a face or do you see it's interesting how many people automatically go, it's an evil, I see demons, I see this. So <clears throat> there's a picture I had posted of the Aurora Borealis. Oh, I and, love that. Yes, I saw and that. And it looks like a face, right? So it looks like a I face coming. I did see that picture. I just didn't even catch that. Yeah, so it's coming down like this. And I was like, does anyone else see a face? Because that's just kind of what it looks like to me. And some people put like a smile or a heart or loving eyes and like, I see it. 
it's 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 terror borealis i mean it's divine feminine right you know what i mean like i don't see anything rotten or evil yeah. in that at all but yet some of the comments were i see an evil face i see this i see that and it, and it was interesting because to me of what it is do you know what i mean like that energy that energy that green energy is where they tell us all the time they tell us in jumanji we got to get to the green heart like it's that it's that energy so i for me I would never think there would be anything evil, demonic, you know, in that People aspect. People can't be but. that beautiful. Like, like it doesn't work like that. It's a creation of God. It's yeah, exactly. of God. Well, Sophia, right? It's the energy of her manifesting out. Yeah. So um, it's just interesting how people will look at that. See, that's me, part I of the conditioning look too, though, Jess, right? Say it's, that again? That's part of the conditioning too, yeah. though, right? Is that the, the, the black and white floor, right? Like the chessboard, the... Good and evil, polarization, keeping your mind from seeing and settling. Yeah. You know, as you mentioned, the polarization, there is a, I think it's on Amazon, and there is a show on uh, Freemasons. And it's really interesting. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share, because I have done some research here and there, not a lot. I have some friends, uh, quite, not quite a few, but enough friends, male friends who are Freemasons good guys. Do you know what I mean? So um, everybody automatically, the conditioning associates Freemasonry with evil. It's, it's high automatic. Learning. High learning, esoteric wisdom. That's yeah. What and well, go to it for. It's really interesting because in this, in this documentary, I don't, you know, I don't know how much they're sharing, you know, anyways, what, what they're sharing was super, super interesting because it was talking about that. And like one of the guys in it, he talked about how he had joined it because his father died when he was young and he wanted to understand death. He didn't, he didn't know what it was. And this was a way for him to gain that knowledge and understanding. And it teaches him certain manners and certain disciplines and what it's supposed to be to be a man. And there's an, and a masculine man. There's a, there's a very, uh, very dominant flow of masculinity, whatever. I'm not talking about the luminous. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about this, this, yeah. yes. this, the divine masculine. Yes. And, and it's really interesting because when they were talking about this knowledge and stuff, I'm saying to myself, I would probably join this to find this information out. Like if I had the option and, but the thing is, is you have to kind of know someone it has to be in your family. And, uh, FYI, I have one of my grand uncles, Freemason coded books. That's in a cover with a snap. That's super old. Tells you how to set up the lodge. And I have friends who are Freemasons and I asked them to read it to me and they all said no. Because they took an oath. And I gotta respect that. Do you know what I mean? Like I have I have so much respect for the fact that someone took an oath to something and they honor that and they honor the knowledge. I have a friend of mine who's an artist, amazing, amazing artist back in Boston. And him and I get into some really deep conversations, like hours and hours and hours, because he has that esoteric knowledge. You know what I mean? Like he knows the stuff about numbers and geometry. And so him and I, when, when, when we were talking one time and he was explaining some stuff to me and why he did it, he said to me, and he was sharing some stuff. And, and there's two things that he said to me. One was, he said to me that, um, what if the Freemasons were actually sharing stuff? Not, it's not the opposite, right? What if they were actually sharing 
little images or things to get people to go into search and to look for themselves. Yeah, right. The other thing he said is that maybe I shared too much with you. So there was a really interesting conversation and it got me to thinking that what if they have us so diverted away from it because of the esoteric knowledge so that we don't that is, go speaking it. Fun fact is everything I've dedicated my life to is the mystery schools, the mystery religions, the ancient mm -hmm. wisdom schools. That is what Freemasonry studies. Mm -hmm. That is what they practice. They yep. practice They practice the ancient mysteries. So what they practice isn't what's good and evil. So that's what people are so annoying to me. Mm -hmm. And I can't, can't even get to a point where I can explain to, to get their mind on a, me, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a mental level where they can see clearly because all of the conditioning, all of yeah. the programming, and it it's so it. tough. But it, it's, it stops it. And, and what I truly believe Jesus was teaching his disciples was the mysteries, was the secret wisdom of the universe, was those things. And he was disseminating it because he himself was a high initiate. He came from a group of devout, they, they call them the Essenes. And I actually naturally started getting all of these words in my head randomly, like, in like 2007 to like 2012, where I would get this like expression and then I'd look it up and I'd find that this was a real group of people. And, and I was <laughs> like, why was that in my mind? And then, yeah. and it led me to this. And that is exactly how that works. That's yeah. how you get on that path. Is that you get, you get somewhere and then you get, you receive it. Right. It's almost like yeah. you're opening the antennas in a sense. Right. Yeah. Um, I found it to be really, really interesting. You know, it's it was a it's a great documentary. I recommend anyone watch it. Right? It was really good. Had tons of good information on it. Um, Where most and, people think Freemasonry is evil is because of Albert Pike. So he's a creative creator of Scottish Rite Freemasonry, and he decided to print out this book called Rules and Dogma. And this guy was uh, like. A racist. He was a horrible, he was a Satanist too. So he was part of other religions too. So because he was a Freemason, a high 33 degree Mason, and he wrote all these books and he, and he, and he started all these lodges, people associate all of it with him. With him. And, 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 and they don't look into it. They just hear someone else say, Oh, I'll be part because I create So that's all they do. Yeah. Or, or they'll hear someone say it and they're like, Oh, they're evil. How could you? What are you talking Dang. about? Dang. You know, one of the, I think one of the greatest little tricks is that saying that um, uh, symbolism will be their downfall. Dumbasses, it's you, not, you know, quote, right. quotes. Yeah, it's right. you, right? It's you. It's you who's stuck on every symbol. It's you who's taking something and applying it to your next door neighbor and not to the reality of what what the underlords, right? What those little people are hanging and doing. And, you know, it's just the... Uh, it's kind of funny how it's literally asked backwards, right? Because the answers lie there, but the guard at the gate said, Hey, don't come through this door because evil resides on the other side. So if you come any further, evil will get you. When in reality, if you go further, you find yourself, yes, right? You, you find free. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of interesting, right? I'm glad you brought that up actually. Really, really glad because most people, again, they believe what they believe, not because they looked into it and they found or they had an experience that gave them roots because some because someone told them something and then yeah. they believed it 
And I find that when I realize this little, this secret, this mystery that most people don't believe anything, they just take on others' beliefs. Yep. Is, yep. Oof, I, I made a promise to myself. I wouldn't believe diddly squat unless I myself experienced it mm -hmm. and, and only would believe it to the degree of which I experienced yeah. it. Yeah. But I would never I would, believe something because someone told me. When my when my nephew was younger, I would say to him, he would say to me, uh, he would like, he would uh he would like, oh, this is this. I said, How do you know? He's like, Well, somebody told me. I said, Did you look it up? Did you find out for yourself? Did you open a book? Did you look online? Like, how do you know? Well, he told who told him? Do you know what I mean? Like, who told that guy? Because just because someone told you something, you know, it's like uh I post a lot of stuff, you post a lot of stuff. You don't need to believe me. It's not my whole intention is just to get you yeah. to think. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> not to get you to agree and take on my my perspective of life. Yeah. It's to get your own fucking perspective. Yeah. One that's yeah, natural yeah. to you. Yeah. But you know, it just um is really interesting. I know um there's a woman's Freemason group, like there's a version of the Freemasons that's for women. I forget what it's called, but it has it has a name and it's a it's like a well, it's a women's only kind of, kind of, they have women Freemason lodge, but I think it's called something different. But anyways, that information and stuff like that, like I love when I have conversations with people and they're trying to tell me something, but they can't tell, you know what I mean? Like they're giving me just enough so that if I, if I'm listening, I can get it right. I can pick it up and then go and figure it out on my own, right. A little bit here and there and stuff. But you know, whenever, whenever he said to me, he's like, you know, what if they're actually giving information to wake people's psyches up. And it just was like one of those triggers for me. I was like, man, it makes sense. I mean, it just makes sense. You would so love this show um, that they just made called The Secret Symbol, or The Lost Symbol. And it's like a Dan, based on the Dan Brown series, but it's all about the Freemasonry and their symbology. Is it? And uh, it actually has to do with too, like divine uh, harmonic resonance spontaneous mm. healing the our abilities it's like really it really was a good i just like happened to check it out it was oh it sounds good what's the name of it again the lost symbol okay all right let me actually write it down you would like good. it you would definitely like um, it it sounds good really you is. know the the reality is is there's so much out there and once once we uh stop following the pack, right? And stop following the, the path that has been carved out. Um, you know, I, I, ha I had a quote that I made and it's like, uh, the path to nowhere is beaten. You know what I mean? Find another way, man. Just find another way, cause this isn't working. Well, the you road know? to hell is paved with good intentions. <laughs> yeah, right? Is it though? Is it? That doesn't even make sense to me. Well well, it means I that, feel like that's just another that lie. It's an inversion of your good intentions. Yeah, like it's another trap. We're doing the right thing all the time, and we follow the path that we think is the right thing, and it's really the fucking wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Excuse my language. I'm sorry. No, it's good. Well, it's like um, uh, it's like all those sayings that they change on us to change the intention. Like uh, Ooh, the saying, sure. "A jack of all trades is a master of none." That's not the whole sentence. The sentence is a jack of all trades is a master of none, but it's better than being a master of one. Ha! Changes the whole thing. Right. Now, if everyone was ever called a jack of all trades and you thought it was an insult, man, that was like the best compliment anyone could give you, right? Like, 
That was such a good thing. And then the other one, what's the other one they left off? Oh, the saying like, um, live each day as if it's your last. Um, and then, but the end, it's not, that's not the whole saying, right? The right. Saying it's, not, is, it's not to live like recklessly and like you're going to die tomorrow, hoping to die. <laughs> no, but the saying is, is live each day as if it were your last, because one day you'll most certainly be right. That's right. the saying. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That puts a whole off. new, a whole deeper layer to it. Yeah. Like when you tell someone, oh, live every day as if it's your last, you're like, okay, buddy. You tell everyone, live every day as if it's your last, because one day you most certainly will be right. You're like, shit. Right? Like, shit. Like, I don't want to be right today. <laughs> but it's kind of those, those, those traps. There's a really good um, site. It's called uh, Tricked by the Light. Amazing page. It has some dope information on there. And they have one section on language. I really recommend uh, for our listeners to go and, and look it over because it's really interesting how even the s s's are snakes. Like how the, the very uh, way that we're spelling and using our vocabulary is a witch spell. It's yeah. super, super interesting. Yeah. Really, really interesting. Um, and that goes down to just like the sayings and how they change things and the inversion of it. And, you know, it's just it's uh, all important. In fact, all those little details that we uh, care nothing, think nothing about on a daily basis are what shapes and molds our entire reality, our perceptions, mm -hmm. our mental state of mind, just the way you speak to yourself. If you're speaking to you. Uh, who knows? I mean, nowadays I feel like what girls just walk around like bobbleheads, like Kim Kardashian, Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. <laughs> like they walk around. I don't know, but just what we call ourselves and, uh, at all. And I recommend every person has some reflective moments throughout, you know, every so often where they say, if I was to die tomorrow and, and I had that flash thing happen where my life flashed before my eyes, would I be? proud of the life I lived. Yes. Would I be happy with the things I said yes. or the things I didn't say? Would yes. I be happy with the choices I made? Most assuredly, and if you're like a, being honest, 50-50, you'd say no. Because I'm pretty, I, I have to say, I'm, a, I'm good. I'm at peace with a lot of things in my life. I've worked really hard to get to yeah. a point where I can say yes. Is my life perfect? But am I okay with how I live my life, who I am, sure. my actions? And yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I have, you know, and, and, and it's important that point. You alignment. How we speak That's alignment. Ourselves. That's alignment. Mm -hmm. Just to point I'm that a, out. Thank you. Um, but to, to uh, come back to your point about how we speak to ourselves and how important it is, you know, like once in a while, and I don't, I, I really have corrected this, but once in a while, you're like, oh, you're so stupid. Like when you do something yeah. and I immediately correct myself. I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not. Like, no, you're not. You're extremely intelligent. Like, no. And it's, and it is those things that how we speak to ourselves, how our body responds. It's like the rice experiment, right? No. And how, how you speak, right? And our, our cells, even to come back to the beginning, right? Our cells, how we feed them our own, you know, our own energy from our brain, we'll say, right? How we yeah. feed that is going to have a huge effect on our health. You know, those type of things have not only on our psyche, because if you constantly tell yourself you suck, eventually you're going to believe it. This whole simulation we live in, this whole matrix we live in, this, this organic one, let's say, right? Mm -hmm. What did God create it with? The word. 
in the beginning, the first sentence in Genesis is in the beginning was the word. <laughs> and know, then they say Jesus was the word made flesh. Interesting. The word made flesh. Okay. Creation made flesh, like like you know, mm -hmm. life force that yeah, uh, something like that, you know. But you know how like your mind starts going. Oh, I was like, wait, 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 wait. oh I'm sure you'll put a whole deep another thing to it, then I'll be like, wow. <laughs> um, but I was like, all right, all right, let me let me go on that. So what was I watching? I was watching something and it it talked about how it talked about this is Lucifer's world. Right. And uh, yeah. Lucifer's kingdom. And um, and then what was it saying? God gave him dominion over over the earth. Yeah. This is his yeah. realm. Yeah. So. So then the duat. That's why there's a whole aspect of that. That is 100 percent. So let me let me go here for a second. What are we are we at a time? Perfect. Oh, my gosh. We're at 1044, 144. Ha. Oh my, I didn't, I'm right under it, like, you know, how the date in the 12, 22, 2020. Yeah. Oh, the numbers have been coming up all, all, all it's like crazy, well, crazy, this is crazy. The, the, the two days, the three days, actually. So this is important, too. So let's talk about this. This is esoteric wisdom I'll give you all right now. The, the esoteric meaning of Christmas. The sun rises from the 21st, 22nd, 23rd, and it stays for three days at, the, at this point. And then it dies. And it gets to, you know, and then it comes back. That's what this whole thing, this is the pagan version celebration of this time. This is what they did for thousands of years before they celebrated as the birth of Christ. Mm -hmm. They celebrated it as the sun. Yeah. Being born again. Yeah. Being born. <laughs> so. yeah. Santos Benacci talks about that as well. He has some really good stuff on on that too. On, the, like him, on yeah. the sun. Um it's just really interesting. So let me let me toss this out there then. If everything said this is Lucifer's world, and we know that everything is uh, the reverse of truth that they've taught us, and people pray to a God who doesn't talk back, hmm. right? What does that mean? Does that mean, like the devil isn't running around with like this comic book thing with horns and a tail and do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, Oh, God. Um, so he's probably the best looking guy or girl in the room, pretty much would be, or what your ideal. There's a movie that has oh, sure. Yeah, like, he could be whatever he needed. Whatever. whatever, whatever, whatever your ideal. There's a movie that does that too, where the devil That's takes true. on the different images of whatever the person's ideal partner would be. But on the premise of that, right? Could let's let's speculate, could it be? This is Lucifer's world. And the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he was God. And it's the inversion of yeah. the truth. Do you know what I'm saying? So Lucifer, that's Lucifer's a moniker. It's a nickname. It's not a person. It's a right. moniker. It's a name. Yeah. It means light bearer. Light bearer, yeah. And so, so there's many, many Lucifers. There's actually more than just one Lucifer. They use that term. For, many gods. Yeah. They call Venus Lucifer. So The morning star. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so um, I just find it, um, you know, interesting that everybody wants to be a light being. Everybody wants to be light. And then if that's the real truth of it, then I could call you Lucifer. Because that would be an accurate, it would be an accurate description. Yeah. If you're going to tell me you're a light worker, I can call you Lucifer. And that wouldn't be an insult. 
Do you see what I'm saying? Well, then you know what? You're making a great point right now and it's triggering something in me. That means that all of the angels created as along with say Lucifer were all Lucifer's. They were all light bearers, certain realm of angels or because there's like say there's all different layers of angels. And, and if these were the highest angels, right? The angels that were right next to God, mm -hmm. say, if, if we're going by that, then they were all Lucifer's. They were all just light bearers. And then, and, and the highest light bearer decided, you know, whatever, this is how the story goes, that he wanted to shine here as God does, did there. Mm -hmm. so, so, yeah. So wouldn't that mean that half of the people on IG could be called All Lucifer? Yeah. If you're a light bringer, if you're a light worker, you're Lucifer. I mean, it's an accurate, it's it's not an insult. It's, it's literally by definition an accurate. So the programming what though? It triggers what? See, this is a perfect example. It of triggers the, the evil. Second you hear that, that word, yes. You're like, triggers evil. Mm -hmm. But for me, because I think, I think, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I expound, I love that word. I learned it recently. I expound on my thinking, right? So when I expound on my thinking is when like I come up with like stuff like this, because if, if, if all roads lead to Rome, to the house of hell, right? And, and if hell's bells ring on every fucking church, right? And uh, you do a sacrifice, a Satanistic sacrifice of drinking blood and eating flesh at an altar. And that's oh, your God. That stems from. <laughs> and that's your God. That's not a, that's not a, or, an original thing too. But do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, oh, yeah, right. but, but you're mad because someone said Luc it's Lucifer's world. So I'm, you know what I mean? Like, so this to me, this needs a little more exploring. Well, here's another aspect of this, right? So this realm that means is serving a purpose. If he's, if, if, if we're going by saying that the narrative that, that Lucifer is a fallen angel, high angel, that this is has dominion over this world, this world then serves a purpose because everything exists under say the will mm -hmm. Of source, like pure God, omnipotent, true God, God that doesn't come in a chariot yep. or show up or need something, someone to rep. He shows up through people. It works, or he, she. I don't like to put a, a, a gender on it. Yeah, but it it it's, it operates through a different medium. Let's say. Mm -hmm. It's true. And that this then serves a purpose that is an allowed, and that isn't a purpose that might be good or evil. It's a growth experience. It's a schoolroom experience and refinement experience. Yeah. And it's like, if you can get through this, then you, your spirit is, is pure almost. Prove your purity. Prove, mm -hmm. your, prove your worth. And I had to say recently. Show your light. <laughs> recently, this actually came in my mind, and I don't care how arrogant it sounds, but what always bugged me is what made me different. And God actually, right in my ear the other day, you want to be worthy. Others don't. You actually care. You care to be worthy. You want to be worthy of what you seek. What mm -hmm. I seek, eternity, you know, truth. I want to be worthy of that. Most people, though, they just want it. Yeah. They don't they know what they want. They want things because they want things. Right. Not for not for a reason. Like some people don't care when they put their head on the pillow at night, what kind of person they are, how they treated other people. Could no. they make an effect? You know, it's those little things and it's the things that you do when no one else is looking.
and That's things you don't share with everybody. Do you know what I mean? It's like you and I talked about this, you know, like, every, you know, a lot of people do good deeds. I don't like sharing because I feel like it devalues them. I didn't do it to tell you about it. I did it because I wanted to do it. It's you know actually, what I, mean? that it, type of I know. And you know how I am. I say yeah. this. I'm not like a Bible person, but it's actually in the, one of the first things Jesus did on the Sermon on the Mount. Then the next thing he says is actually about the deed you do. Don't do them and go tell people about them. And if you do, I'll spit on you, basically, he says. <laughs> if you do good, yeah, if like if you do good deeds and then go announce them, they're nothing to me, he says. Yeah. Well, I, that's how I've always felt. Like, it's not like I don't do things for you. It's not why it's not why I help the person on the street. It's not why I did, you know what I mean? I did it no. for them. You know, well, these demonic machines don't like what we say. You know, we have the, the reality is, is that the same frequencies that we're using and control us, we're also very powerful beings putting frequencies out there. So, you know, how our intentions sure. are, how we live, those, those that goes out there. And, you know, sometimes it'll cause interference or, you know, or they want to interfere with what we're doing. And the reality is, is we're extremely powerful. I'm, I'm not, I, I won't accept anything else. You can be whatever you want to be. Um, but there's so many questions and there's so many answers to be discovered out there. And just to keep working on that cycle of regurgitating the news and pretending that everything is doom and gloom and that we are done and it's devastated. And I just, uh, I don't live in that world. Do you know what I mean? Like I get the world's going a little crazy right now, but if you go crazy with the world, you're not helping it. You know what I mean? Like you got to come back and, and, and just stand your ground. You know what I mean? Like whatever your piece is, whatever your, you know, your divinity is. Yeah, I like that. That's important. It's an important message. I couldn't back that more because right now, knowing what you even stand on, what is your foundation? Mm -hmm. What are your values? You don't have to have beliefs, things that you concrete believe, but have hope to know that, that there's something more powerful than, than this nonsense that you're giving all your power to. Like she just said, we're, we are the power. We mm -hmm. We, like, there's a reason why we're under attack, why they need us, why they need our submission. Yes, very much so. They need our and it's why they're using frequencies and, you know, and we can change those things. You know, I know we're coming to a close, but like just little things that we can do. And as far as frequencies, we can wire our stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. definitely steps that we can take that we don't need to have Wi-Fi. It's not a necessity, you know? Um, actually after tonight I'm pulling out my wires, I'll use my, um, I'll plug it in. Do you know what I Like, it's just, it doesn't need to be, it's not necessary all the time, you know, shut it off when we're not using it, unplug it, you know, things like that. And, and, you know, you don't need to live in a smart home. It's not smart to live in a smart home. <laughs> um, it's like this, it's like they're training people with the Alexa or the Siri, right? Oh, play me this, play me that, do this. That. I don't know. I don't get it. Well, I get it because when you aren't, um, you're not using your brain, you're not being active, you're not engaging, you're not doing these things, you know, you're basically dulling your senses, right? You're dulling yourself down or, or, or literally like um, mummifying yourself in a sense. You know what? Petrifying, calcifying. Yes. Yeah. Well, definitely calcify, right? Shutting down. And you know what? This is important and to close with. Sorry. No, this, no. Is, this is neurologically important to actually, when we, the reason there's an epidemic of dementia, Alzheimer's, it's not just the pharmaceuticals. It's actually people are using their brains less. 
They're, they're not firing the neurons to keep the brain functioning. If we're doing it younger and younger, we're using yes, less and less of our brains. We're, we're shutting our brains down. Yeah. It's just, it's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's amazing to me. Um, the people who lack uh, the ability to carry on a conversation about some stuff other than sports news, celebrities, and uh, mass mind media. Cindy did you know. write something, and um, she actually texts us because this is important. She okay. said biometrics data is the new currency. It's gold. Yes. Yes. We're going to start storing stuff in our bodies, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a picture that I had posted. Other people have seen it, too, in subways, and it's the one where it says your DNA is going to be your data. But in the corner, it says, like, H H S B C or something like that. The initials. That's the advertisement for it. That's the one of the sponsors for the DNA is going to be uh, your, your 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 DNA is going to be your storage. Well, it's a it's a Hong Kong bank oh, that posted those signs. Isn't that interesting, right? Also, My as we world. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you if you haven't watched Philip K. Dick's uh, Electric Dream series. It's oh, pretty wild. It's good. I mean, Philip K. Dick had quite an imagination, which probably was based on all reality, because now he is, if you don't know Philip K. Dick, look into him, but he has a lot of sci-fi, Blade Runner, and now he is currently in an android that is in his likeness with his consciousness downloaded into it. That is prophecy that has outlived itself. Wow. Yes. You know, the, the woman, Sophia Stewart, the, the real mm-hmm. writer of the, she said that the Terminator series is a prequel to the Matrix. Yep. Time travel, past, present, and future. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, wow. She said that Neo, JC, Jesus Christ, that Your they found God. out it's man, it's man of machine versus man of God. And she said that the man of machine find out that a child, JC, Jesus Christ, Neo, is going to be born to stop the machine. And that's why they do that. So, yeah, she said it's time travel, past, present, and future. So um, it's really interesting. And the technology, actually, what was it? I watched them because I want to go see the new one. And the Resurrected, Matrix Resurrected. I'll give you my, my HBO Max login. You can watch it right now. Oh, okay. Um the thanks. Um, the uh, I think it's uh, resurrected, yeah, uh, where the Mr. Smith recreates himself with the black goo. Black goo, black goo takes you over, makes you someone else. Shit's real. What about our pupils? Do you ever look into what our pupils are? Those the, the black, you know, the, the black part of our eyes, like. Why it expands in the sun? I mean, why it contracts and closes. in the sun, and then and then in the dark it expands. Like it's almost like a black liquid in there. When it, it is. It does that when you know it gets. When do you see like an eyeball up? Yeah. Dilate and. It is. It is. Well, so um, to Azazel eight eight six seven point one zero, which uh, Santini, I think is his name now. I forget. It's the cause. Anyways, uh, he says that there's two. Well, there's many forms of black goo. There's many derivatives of the original ones, too. You and I talked about it, but there's two. There's one from the goddess, 
and the one from the goddess. All you need is a pinky nail size of black goo. And what is in the pinky nail size of black goo is enough to for all of creation to create everything. Prima materia. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. The prima materia. Yeah. And it's in there. And then he said there's an evil one. And then the evil one is one one five five. And that is a demonic one. And that's the one that, excuse me, it has to want to take you over. And that if it touches you, it can take you, it has to, you have to come in contact with it. And if it touches you, it'll take you over. Um, and then he said that this is going to be a whole other show for another time. But I'll leave it here as a teaser. He said that in one of the things he said that uh, they gave the, the goddesses black goo to, they call it the 72, but you could be one in another life or whatever, or, but he said that they gave um, some people the goddesses black goo to protect them from the evil black goo. Now Counter I'm going to say, I think I might have that got black goo in me. I'll just leave it at that. We'll leave it there because if you don't think this technology is in and around us all the time, and this is real, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. We have to definitely pick up on this next week. Yeah, it's super interesting stuff. So this is a great show. And actually, <coughs> our show tonight is called 12222021. And we don't have any dashes in there. And as I look at the clock right now, it says 11. December 2211, right? So 2211. Uh, this is a great show. Any um closing that you want to um go out with? No, not. So all of our listeners on the wakeupradio.com, as well as our listeners here on the Wake Up Radio on IG, thank you so much for spending this time with us, for, for listening to our thought process and our knowledge and just the information that we want to share. Our whole desire is just to create more thought processes, right? To create a critical thinking and to know that you know, no one's coming to save you. You have to save yourself. You have to do the work um, and have to, meaning that you don't have to if you don't want to save yourself. But if you want to save yourself, you're going to have to do the work. You know, it's not, you know, uh, it's just not an easy fix and no one's going to give you an answer and so that you can figure it out because my escape might be different than your escape. That's true. You know what I mean? We may not have the same way out. Our, 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 our visions, our lives, everything is so different. So don't be, you know, trying to ride someone else's coattails out that's of the matrix. An actual, that's an important thing to impress upon. Yeah, because it's we're not all the same. You know what I mean? Your end journey might not be mine and vice versa. And you know what I mean? So where you're going, even though we're, we're all going on the side of heaven, you know, of, of goodness. and But we're not going necessarily the exact same place or how we want to get there either. You know, all of our journeys are very individual, as it should be. You know, the greatest gift we have in this world is is our compassion for one another and the love. And if we have a little bit of patience and just, uh, you know, try to give each other a little wiggle room to grow as we're going through some super hard times right now, because everyone's feeling the effects of what's going on. Everybody is. You know, it's oh, yeah. a trying time of year. It's a trying time. And just know that you always and I always and Sophia and Cindy and everyone on the Wake Up Radio family, that we are the powerful ones. <laughs> we are the magic. So thank you so much for being with us. You've been listening to Zest and Sophia on the Wake Up Radio, on wakeupradio.com. OTWTube is our social media page. And until next time, we out. Bye. individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Deang. Cindy Ashley. On the Wake Up. You, the people, have the power. The power to...
to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform.